a terribly boring watch. It's it's cool for you know a a, a diver by Oris, but what 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 is the right what what, what are you selling for? Thirty six hundred bucks, thirty eight. So it's almost four thousand dollars, and I just you can buy the sixty five automatic, the eighteen. It's almost an identical watch. It, it it's very similar. It's a, it's not as green. It's more I guess it's more black, but it's like you can get it for like in certain circles you can get it for less than a thousand bucks. Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Wind Up Merchants. Yes, that is what we're called, and it is myself, Rick, and Travis are here with you this week. What do we have for the good folks coming up shortly, Travis? Got some discussion. <laughs> some discussion about <laughs> what, Travis? Can you remember? <laughs> what are we talking about this week? We are talking about Hodinkee. That's And all right. the goings-on at Hodinkee. There's been some changes there. Uh, they had a release with Oris, so we'll get stuck into that shortly. What else has been happening in your week, Travis? Pretty pretty good. I uh, went with a buddy of mine to pick up his his BLRO. His, uh, oh, right, okay. As he, you got a, he got a Pepsi. He was able to get it. He got the call. And how long ago did they order it? Ooh, I don't even know. Many... Yeah, I think probably probably 2018 is when he ordered it. And has he flipped it already? No, he's actually keeping it. It was is he? Yeah, the guy. Is that what he's telling you? That, well, that's what he's telling me anyway. The the AD that he got a call from is actually a buddy of his, so he kind of had that little bit of a connection. And uh, my understanding is he was able to pull a couple strings to to get it. So we'll uh, we'll see. And is it- is it an extensive collection he's got, or is this no, the, the first no. big, this big is, Rolex? Uh, this is his second Rolex. Uh, he's got a Milgoss, and he had a date just at one point. I don't think he still has it, though. But, yeah, this is only a second Rolex. He has a few watches, though. I mean, he's got an Omega. He's got a Panerai. Um, but generally speaking, I think this is only his second Rolex. So Good, good. I mean, I'm not jealous. <laughs> at all not even a little bit i guess <laughs> excellent well that is our wee preamble so enjoy the rest of the show so news has broken recently uh from the good burgers at hodinki of changes so first of all they had a lot of money brought in they raised some more funds then it was realized that cara Barrett had left, uh, who has now reappeared with her own watch brand. Yep. Have you seen this? I have. Uh, I'm trying to think what it's called. It begins with a P, doesn't it? Oh, the kids one. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, but called Parchi. Uh, I'm not sure what Parchi means. Does it maybe mean wristwatch in kids Czechoslovakian? Is that not where Hodinkee came from? Uh, No, that was uh, Parchi. Parchi was the name of Kara's imaginary friend. Ah, right, okay. Right, 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 right. Uh, so these look quite cool, actually. But that was some initial news out from Dinky. Then last, well, a couple of weeks ago, probably by the time this comes out, Stephen Pulverant has announced that he is away. Hodinky Radio is taking a hiatus. Obviously, we have replaced Hodinky Radio. So welcome to all those Hodinky <laughs> listeners. You'll see, find that this is exactly the same. Uh, he has revealed that he is going to somewhere that has the logo which has a couple of R's in it. That's all we know. But uh, And it's not Rolls-Royce, and it's not 
uh, Rob report. Uh, yes. That's the only things we know for sure. Is it's neither of those things. Uh, maybe by the time this airs, we will know where he has disappeared to. But we also then had Hodinkee recently launching a limited edition with Oris that took a full day to sell out. So with all of these moves, Travis, as you say in the English exams, discuss. Okay, so let me just ask you this, Rick, and we'll start. I'm going to start with you on this because I, I know okay. that you and I kind of talked offline earlier about the the release with Oris. What what are your thoughts on that? I don't know how much of it not selling out is to do with, uh, and we've stolen this from another watch podcast, hi to the guys OT, I'm not sure how much of this is to do with the Houdinki tax, which yeah. is, it's a standard watch, but with a Houdinki markup, uh-huh. and so people weren't willing to pay it. I don't know how much of it is to do with just people getting fed up of buying limited editions. How much of it is to do with the folk of just everybody realising they do not need two and a half thousand watches each. They need maybe two or three. Yep. And I don't know how much of it is just to do with the fact that I just don't actually think this is a particularly nice watch. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a mix of all of them. But I'm just thinking that as a limited edition, this is actually not a terribly good one. Um, My personal opinion on the, the idea, it's... It's a terribly boring watch. I mean, it's it's cool for you know a a, a diver by Oris, but what 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 is the right what what are they selling for? Thirty six hundred bucks. Uh, Thirty eight hundred. Thirty eight. It's almost four thousand dollars. And yeah, I just you can buy the sixty five automatic, the eighteen. It's almost an identical watch. It, it mm-hmm. it's very similar. It's a it's not as green. It's more. I guess it's more black, but it's like you can get it for like in certain circles, you can get it for less than a thousand bucks. So I just yeah, this has got the caliber four hundred. So it's his own caliber. Okay, but it's thirty eight. It's a thirty eight mil dive watch with a rotating bezel. I just the face is going to be tiny, and it's, it's gonna it's gonna wear like a thirty four mil watch. And it's I don't. It's gonna do, look really odd. Do people care about that in like an Oris? Like, yeah. you know, like that's to me, I, I, I'm all for it. Like I'm all for it. Uh, I'm all mm-hmm. for the, you know, you know, making, making in-house movements and, and setting it up that way and, and kind of marketing that way. I, I'm just sitting here going, what about this watch is $4,000 when you can get yeah. an Auris, you can still get an Auris that's almost mm-hmm. identical in, in some circles for less than a thousand dollars. I saw one going out of yeah, trade group I, the other day for eight fifty, and he was accepting trade. <laughs> so it's like I just I I can't wrap my head around why this this watch one it didn't this this didn't really make sense for Hodinkee in general. Two, you can't even tell us the Hodinkee version. Hodinkee isn't anywhere on the dial. Did you notice that? Yeah, I don't know if it's on the back. It's probably on the back. Uh, I imagine it's on the or back or not. But why do I get by this? Is so it's a thirty eight mil dive watch. And it's forest green. It's not ocean green. It's not no. sea green. They called it forest green for a dive watch. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. But also the photographs of it on Houdinki. The the big image on the Houdinki shop, the photo is awful. The 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 gaps in the bracelet are absolutely yes. it looks like you could drive your car through them. It looks like you can bend it sideways. And pull it right off. 
Exactly. It looks like one of those Rolex watches that's got like the 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 Rolex bend yeah, or curve yeah, yeah. or the, with the jubilee bracelet after years of 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 solid wearing and it looks uneven the gaps at the top are different it's just really i mean badly taken photograph i don't personally like the green color it just but i suspect that's got more to do with the photography i suspect in real life is actually quite a nice watch. Yeah, and like if you look at like the lifestyle images like it's a it's a good looking watch i just i can't imagine the people the people buying this instead of instead of just buying the the regular 58 like it's just it's it's too much for what it is and i i you know i i kind of like in this did, did you were you familiar did you see the hodinky uh time xq where it was like it was kind of like a rolex polar style looking watch yes it's kind of cool white yes. dial no date it looked really yeah. nice and you know i was i, I ended up buying it I, I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't vibing with it. So I ended up trading it for something else, but I did end up buying it because I was willing to spend like, I think it was like an extra, I think it's like an extra 40 bucks or something. I don't remember exactly how much mm-hmm. it was a little bit. The Hodinkee tax was enough that I was willing to pay a little bit extra to yeah. get that watch with, with mm-hmm. this one. I, I just, th- there's too many other Orises that looked almost exactly like it. It's too subtle yeah. of a watch for me to be like, Oh yeah, I can understand a $2,800 markup on this. It's just weird. Just weird. So, what do we think this says going forward? Just, just a misstep by Houdinki and Oris. Oh. Is it a misstep at all? The reality is, four hundred watches. They sold four hundred of them. Yeah, I mean, we're criticizing them because it took them a full day. I mean, come on, guys, that's still genius sale to sell. Sell four hundred of a thing that generally a lot of folk aren't that keen on. I mean, what's four hundred times effectively four thousand dollars? So it, was that is that one point six million dollars, or did I just make that number up? So four hundred times four thousand dollars is that four point? Is that one point six million? It's sounding. I'm pulling my calculator now. Four thousand dollars <laughs> times four hundred. Yeah, it's one point six, bro. That's one point one point six million. Hard to say. That's day. not so, successful. Yeah, exactly. So we don't know what we're talking about. Is the basics of this? But, but it's uh, but, you know, and yeah. I'm I don't know that it's. I don't know that I consider it something that we don't know to talk about. Is it's just to me, it's kind of a disappointing kind of release from them. Like Oris, Oris is, I mean, they're they're pricey for like what you would consider like an everyday watch, I guess. Like you know, they're not a Seiko. Yeah. They're they're you know uh-huh. they're they're more expensive than that, but they're they're still like relatively attainable for an everyday watch collector. Um, yeah, for a lot of them anyway, and it's kind of like, hey, this. I was looking, I was personally, I was looking forward to the release because I was interested to see what they were. I was expecting something much more interesting than this uh-huh. kind of, I just, I don't, this was one that I just didn't understand. And maybe that's just me. I just don't understand it. Or, or maybe it's just, this is, this is a retailer becoming a retailer. It's This is just them selling stuff and everything is not an MBNF yeah. limited edition. They, if they, if they're a shop, and they need to make money selling stuff. They just need to keep new stuff coming. And some people like it. And the fanboys like us will give them a kicking for it. But the millions of people that visit their website each month will look at it and go, I quite fancy one of them. Yeah, I mean, and you're at, a, you're, you're at 1.6 million in 24 hours. I, you know, I can't yeah. fault them for releasing something like this. And I, I mean, I, mm. I can fault people for buying the watch. You know, but <laughs> we don't blame you, Houdinki. Yeah, we blame you, the you, general watch buying I, public. It, you know, <laughs> it's not you, it's me. 
<laughs> if I if I had a chance to turn 1.4 million in 24 hours, I'd do it. But I just this mm. to me is just one of those watches that I feel like it was a very specific watch that very specific people were talking about in very specific rooms, and this is what they ended up coming up with. Hey ho! Well, we shall see what comes next from Dinky, but clearly there's more stuff shaking up there with Stephen away, Cara away, uh, and a whole lot of new writers. I do still think that they do have some great writers. I'm still a massive fan of, uh, of Cole Perrington. He's still one of my favourite guys at, at Hodinky, and uh, we'll get him on the show, no doubt, at some point. So there we go. And back with us again this week, having last week, or last time, because this might not go out weekly, who knows, having last time scored the Rolex of Mariner 4.5 out of 6 on the good, 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 love scale, however many it is. We are back this week discussing a watch that Chris has actually managed to buy, or did he buy it? I'm told there's a story, so we shall find out, and we're going to give the Chris McClarney rating to the Omega Speedmaster. So take it away, Chris. It's what you're wearing just now. What is this? Travis tells me, I've just got to ask you, what's the story? Well, first of all, I'll say this to all of the listeners. I have learned everything about watches in the last year off of YouTube and off of searching Chrono 24. So, and reading article in Hodinkee and I went a little too... Insert advert for Chrono24 here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Chrono. I mean, hit us up, Chrono. Um, Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> We're here for rating. All right. So uh, last week we talked about the sub. And when I first reached out to Travis and I was like, hey, I want a Submariner. And he's like, you don't want a Submariner. And he started giving me other ideas. One of the ones that he had sent my way to look at was the Omega Speedmaster. Um, and had talked about how it was the first one on the moon. And then I went and watched about 50 videos on it. I fell in love with this watch. I actually genuinely love this watch. It's the uh, <clears throat> Sapphire Sandwich version. Does one of you guys smart enough to know the actual code or whatever watch people are supposed to know? Oh, no, it's like if it's an an Omega Omega code will be like, it's like an encryption device. Yeah. The code numbers, the reference numbers for Omega. You might as well just. You're going to need like, you're going to need like Tom Hanks in here to decrypt it. <laughs> so like I told you guys, like I told you guys last week, my goal was to uh, do this business, music business deal that I was working on. And uh, when I did, I would have enough money to buy myself a nice watch. And I was looking in the eight to $10,000 range, um, just wanting something that was super nice, something that I could pass on to my kids. And um, are you still there, Rick? <laughs> <laughs> nope, still here, still here. I wasn't I wasn't getting bored talking about the Omega. People, people who know me may know that I have a bit of an issue with the Speedmaster, but we'll come on to that in a minute. Oh no. So go on, tell tell us your shaggy dog story about moon the moon. All right. So I fell in love with this watch. I just love it. I love uh-huh. everything about it. And so I decided this will be the watch that I buy. So I asked uh cool. Travis if he could get a deal on one, and then 
I have this one rich friend that I know collects watches. And uh, I texted him and said, hey, man, can, do you have a watch guy that hooks you up with deals? Because I know if you buy a bunch of watches, then you can get cheap watches for extra cheap. And he said... <laughs> You can take the McLarney out of Scotland, but you can't take the Scotland out of McLarney. So he uh, he said, yeah, I know a guy. And um, he said, what exactly are you looking for? And I told him I wanted the Omega with the sapphire crystal on the back so I could see the movement. And uh, I said, it'll, it'll be a couple of months before I can actually buy it. I just want to see what it would cost when I do. And, uh, and he wrote me back and was like, yeah, it's going to be six grand. And I was like, awesome. And he said, but I already paid it. I'm buying it for you. I love what your music has done and I'm sending it to you. And I was like, wait, what? And he said, that, this is the way he got my address is he said, uh, Hey, in order for him to give me an actual quote, he needs an address for the thing and i was like oh yeah whatever i i don't know how watch buying works maybe they need to know my address <laughs> not like that and uh <laughs> and he mailed it and he just mailed it overnighted it it came the next morning it was crazy right uh and so now i have it uh i i genuinely love this watch i'm gonna have a hard time i i know there's better watches so uh i have to score it i'm gonna give it five because I like it better than the sub because I own it. Uh -huh. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> uh, so man, the full I gotta, five, I mean, you can go like 5.1751 or... No, I'm not going to go five. 5.28. I, I have to be realistic here. It's it's a manual wind. Um, it does have a chrono. It is a beautiful movement. I, I genuinely enjoy the movement. I wish it was the 3-2-1, but it's fantastic to look at. I think it's the... 11, 8, I forget what it's called. It's whatever their new version of that same thing is. Um, and it's it's probably not as good as a sub, technically. <laughs> I'm going to give it a four. <laughs> oh! I love, it. I love it so much. I love it more than the sub, but it is manual. You're scoring it less. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is not. I can't take it in the water. I can't. I mean, it says it's waterproof to 20 meters or something but i'm not going to test it swimming in the pool with it so yeah i'm going to give it a four how do you guys feel a about four that? out of six well four out of six then from chris for the sapphire savage omega speedmaster gives us this good, 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 good. the perfect six yeah. for me <laughs> yes. Is that because you got given a free one as why you got given a free one as well? Yeah, someone uh someone so, well so no, okay, that's people. not true. That's not true. It wasn't gifted to me. It wasn't a gift. I mean right, okay. as far as I'm concerned, it was a gift. I had a Yeah, because you swapped it for a bright I swapped it for a Super Avenger. I did. And he I was trying to sell me that Super Avenger over and over and over again. I did, because I because Chris 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 got a big risk. Chris could get away with the Super Avenger. I, I have little pencil baby wrists, so I can't get away with a Super Avenger. So I had a Super Avenger that I was I wanted to vibe with so hard because I like the Super Avenger in concept. Uh, and so I, I got a, a stupid deal on it. I bought it 
and uh, my brother and I were like, my brother-in-law and I, we go in sometimes and buy watches just to, if we see if one of them will vibe and if we don't, then we flip it. If it's a good enough deal, then we'll turn it around. So that's what we did with this. We, we found it for a, a, like a stupid price. I wanted to like it. I didn't end up, I just, I, no, ma- no matter how much I tried it, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't pull it off. It was too big. It was too heavy. And it was lighter than the original Super Vendor because it was the new one. So uh, I had a buddy of mine who's a wholesaler. And um, I met up with him. I told him about it. He knows me. So it was one of those things. And he showed up with a box. I I didn't realize. I, I don't know what I was thinking. But he showed up with a box and was like, I'm, I'm going to trade you this Speedmaster for Super Avenger. For the Super Avenger. And literally opened the box and it was a brand new speedmaster box no papers way. everything in my name uh and i handed him the super avenger and he handed me the omega and off we went here i'll tell you this i'll tell you the box that the speedy comes in is the coolest box in all of watch it's a perfect it's stick. insanity it comes with the <laughs> loop it comes with like three different straps it's unreal. <laughs> it comes with the professional tool to change everything up. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got he's got it on display in his living room. That's how nice it is. No, I'm in my bedroom. <laughs> 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 but I would put it in my living room. But my wife would not let me. This is so it is it is fun. It is fun, Travis, watching Chris just like a it's like a wee happy puppy. <laughs> geek. He just geeks out just, about it. Just. Oh, I love just it. Just all so happy much. about his Speedmaster. I feel so box. Cool. Just wait till you get nine of them. And you're having to build small oh, houses yeah. out of the Omega boxes. <laughs> uh, so uh, what I want to know is, how come I've not got any friends like you guys have got? <laughs> stuff. I, I, I've never contemplated moving to America. Yeah, yeah for you know what? that we're not going to, but there might be some. There might suddenly be some merit into moving to America. <laughs> I finally, finally, you know how like in Friends, Ross does this like column for Rachel and some other character that he's going out with in the show and he like rates them and does a pros and cons list. Uh, I do not have chubby ankles. So on my pros and cons list of moving to America I finally found a pro list. You found a pro. You, you got the one pro. Find, the one pro. I've got the one pro which is the Speedmaster Pro. So there you go. Anyway. Well you've got, that's, yes, you, that's you've got the Speedy, Travis and me. Those are three great reasons. Yeah okay. Three great reasons, and you've got a good, nice dog, from what I understand. Yeah, I do but I've have not a met really the dog. Nice dog. Anyway, so uh, Travis gives it a perfect six. I will give it. See, my big issue about the Speedmaster yeah, is the fifty meter water resistance. How on earth did they manage? Bear in mind, it was supposed to be this moon watch. Did they forget that when they come back from the moon, the capsule lands in water? So, okay. You know, Okay. Giving it, I mean, okay, it wasn't that important in like the sound stage that they really filmed it all on. <laughs> there we go. But to, to have to have the in the mountains of Nevada, it wasn't a big deal. In the mountains, <laughs> see that, that. Listen, if you wanted real evidence for a conspiracy, I placed the conspiracy squarely at the door of Omega. <laughs> the fact that they chose a watch with zero decent water resistance it just shows that the whole thing was staged in Area Fifty One. Amazing. I gave I gave the Submariner a three last time. I think I'm going to have to give the Speedmaster. A 2.9. It's close. Close. There's much better. It's just about just about 
Submara territory. Uh, yeah. So there we go. Anyway, thank you again, Chris, for entertaining us uh, with your uh, horological journey, and you'll be back next time to speak about something else. Uh, yep. Have a good time. You. I gotta rethink this partnership, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for the wind up, wind down. So this week's wind down, last time I spoke about window cleaners and Travis was much more watch related and spoke about YouTubers. Travis, what's this week's wind down? All right. This is going to be a very unpopular wind down. Okay. James Bond watches. Ooh, hit me with it. I, I cannot be the only person in the watch industry who finds them incredibly overrated. I can't be. I, I, I am sure you're not the only person in the watch industry that finds them overrated, but what in particular is overrated about them? Here's the thing. I love them. I do. There's not many that I really don't like. There's some that are kind of kitschy, but I have not seen really, especially the recent ones that have been released, one that has come out that I've been like, oh, yeah, I'd buy that. Not a single one. And like, I... I I really dig the new Seamaster and I, I actually right. don't even mind the, the like blue loon that is on it. The people in the Fotina that everybody was complaining about. I don't mind it. Yep. I, I don't Why why is this like, why is this a James Bond watch? I mean, is the fundamental problem that fundamentally everybody knows that James Bond wears a Rolex and so this is this is this is effectively the problem, which is we all know that in his heart of hearts, Bond is really a Rolex man. Uh yes, and he's also a Tag Heuer man, which I just found out recently. <laughs> oh, now even more controversial. Yeah, I mean technically he's a Seiko man. Okay, if, if you know, you go back to Mister Moore days. But does everybody does anybody really think that in MI six and MI five, the spies when they choose their watches? really choose Omega Seamasters over Rolex, BROs, and, you know, I, anything else? I can't... <laughs> you can neither confirm I, nor I, deny. I can neither confirm nor reports. deny. However, <laughs> I just... I I have had... I've had some significant qualms with everyone that has been released lately. And I don't want to hate them. I want to love them. Because I love James Bond. I just think there's something odd. Okay, so like you buy a watch that's got a, that's got a character reference, like a sure. Snoopy watch, and that seems like fun. I just buying a, a James Bond watch is it not just trying a bit too hard? It's a midlife crisis watch, like like yes, you know what I'm saying. Like it's one of those watches that look look, and if you're a significant fan of like the James Bond universe and you you love to, to me i kind of equate it to like people who have really expensive like star wars toys or like star trek toys or something like to them like th this is they're a part of the universe now and they're it's kind of a marriage hold on a second did you see now was it it's not the patek holic guy who's the other great big instagrammer that does all the posts are like millions of followers does all the watch fancy watch stuff uh oh um watch anish yes, watch anish yep did you see watch anish reviewing the day Bethune and then referring to the the logo as being from star wars as opposed to from star trek this is super 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 cool 
just okay one it's like debitude full debitude on this side skeletonized you have like this star wars thing that they always put in there i can imagine that did not go well. it was very funny very funny anyway sorry for interrupting do you continue with your hatred of Obi i was just, yeah i mean i just to me like that's kind of so if you're a watch person and you're a james bond person this seems kind of like a marriage of hobbies me i i don't i struggle with like i i've never wanted an addition of a watch that's from a specific like i don't i i, I want the watch that james bond wears I don't want to watch that is made for a James Bond movie. Does that make sense? I, uh, yeah, I get you know what you're saying. From, like, you know, Carl Boucher does the John Wick movies, but there's not a John Wick yes. Carl Boucher watch. He just wears, you know, a CB. And like, you think like, in, even in older James Bonds, like the Tag Heuer professional was a watch that was on Timothy Dalton's wrist. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a Timothy Dalton, James Bond tag Hoyer where I feel like Omega yes. flipped it on its head and said, Hey, we're going to make a watch that's specifically for James Bond and everybody's going to want it. And I'm like, I, I guess I get it. It's kind of like a reverse fandom for me. You know, um, there was a, there's a movie called the Hitman's bodyguard. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Have you, uh, they, I have. I, I, I could be wrong and add this in the notes if I am, but I'm fairly certain the watch notes, there'll be no, there'll, there'll be no whatever, notes. You, whatever, wherever you're going <laughs> to, wherever we throw this podcast into the ether, <laughs> we, I, I'm, I, I think, o, I think Omega have agreed to distribute it from what I recall is going to be available. All Omega boutiques right beside the James Bond. You, you'll get it on a wee USB drive that comes with, uh, when you buy your James Bond watch, you'll get an, a copy of this episode. Uh, hey, look. Hey, Omega, hit us up. That's an idea. We're here. We're waiting. But, and it's all to say, the, there was a, a watch that I'm fairly certain was a Patek Philippe kind of prop. I don't think it was an, actually a Patek Philippe, but in the beginning of the movie, it's just sitting mm-hmm. on a nightstand. And I'm fairly sure it's a Patek Philippe. And it's not a Patek Philippe that was made for the Hitman's Bodyguard. It's a Patek Philippe that the movie made of the watch. And it's a kind of a big deal. Like it was stolen and his other things. So I would like me, I would rather have the Patek Philippe that one of my, you know, let's call him, I guess we'll call him heroes, James Bond, whatever you want to say is wearing rather than have a watch that was made for that hero. And like, I know that's kind of splitting mm-hmm. hairs, but to me, it's a little cheesy. And like, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess with the James Bond ones, there's all, they've been all different kind of iterations with like 007 on the dial or, you know, like having the dial be from the intro video. Like there's all been all sorts of different kind of styles of the James Bond watch. And this, this has been like the least, I guess, invasive, invasive, this new Seamaster. Um, I do like it, but it has too much James Bond references on I, it. It's just a nice yeah, watch. Yeah, it's it but is what it is. I don't want. Yeah. And I, what is it? How much is it? It's like seventy nine hundred bucks, right? It's really expensive. It's not cheap. Yeah, it's I can't remember cheap. how much it is, but it's a, I don't know. So, all that to say, I just I, I haven't seen. I have not been impressed with any of the James Bond watches recently. I do really like the vintage ones that Bond wears. I love the Rolexes. And I love that he had a Tag Heuer Aqua Racer. That was one of the first luxury watches that I ever actually seriously looked at buying. So say what you want about Tag Heuer. It's it's nostalgic to me. But my wind down is 
I just I feel like they're overrated. I do. Well, I'll keep it away from watches because my wind down this week is petrol pumps. What? Okay, <laughs> so I don't know if this is the same in the States, okay? This is just my observation. Obviously, you all drive huge cars of over course. there, so maybe it doesn't work. But in this country, your petrol pump cap is either on the left-hand side or the right-hand side of the car. Yeah. And you'll drive into the petrol stations and everyone is lining up to fill their car up based on the side that their petrol cap sure. is. So the shortest distance. Do they not think that the engineers thought of this and specifically designed the hoses such that they would reach? So if I park my car the other way around, the hose will reach around the back. So can everybody please stop blocking up entrances to petrol stations just because they want to be lined up on the correct side of their petrol cap, please? Ah. The hose will reach. The hoses are extendable. It is folded away. You can park on the other side and just pull the hose around the back of your car. So just get a grip, folks, and just have some trust in us engineers that we thought of this problem and our unique design solution was to add some additional hose. So, no, that's the thing that's been winding me up, winding me down this week. It's just been stuck in petrol stations. Yours is a lot but There's plenty of that. clear bays. There's plenty of clear bays there. Just you can't get at it because everyone's kind of snaked out trying to fill up on the side that their petrol cap Yeah, is. see, so we anyway, have too many trucks sorry, here. Rad over. Yeah, but see, even I drive... I mean, okay, the pickup truck I've driven in the past probably doesn't count as a pickup truck in the States. It's like a, you know... Because pickup trucks in this country are tiny in comparison to your F one fifty. I could put my your... wife's car in the back of an F one fifty. That's that how right? big the F one fifty is, <laughs> and my wife doesn't have a small car. <laughs> All right, okay. I would love to. I've I I once found out that uh, I knew someone who was very senior in the Ford plant in the F one fifty line, begging them to try and produce one that was right hand drive, so that they could have <laughs> yeah. it in this country. And there was a rumor that they were going to start making no, them in Australia so you could actually export them to the UK. But alas, no, they the only ones you can get them. in this country. You can pay someone to change yep. it. Yeah, that's like 15 grand to do that too. I had a buddy of mine in the UK that did it. It was like, he paid like 30 grand for like an actual F-150 here. Then he paid like six mm -hmm. grand to have it imported to the UK. And then he paid like another yep. $15,000 to have them switch sides. Really? They're amazing cars. I love them. But uh, there we go. It is but a pipe dream until they build a factory in Australia. Yeah. Anyway, that's us for the wind down, the wind up, the whole kit and caboodle. So as we like to say, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.